You know, we hear sometimes that life has no meaning objectively, but we can make up a meaning for life. It has meaning for me. For example, we ask a a person, what's the meaning of life for you? What do you think is the purpose of life? The person says, well, life has no meaning. It's just a random, uh, you know, random thing. But, uh, you know, my personal meaning is uh, I want to be peaceful or I want to pursue my hobby or I want to be involved in in my community or maybe uh, I have some higher uh, aspirations. I'm a humanist. I like uh, humanity. I really want there to be peace and there to be no disease, and so forth and so on. Why? Well, just, you know, because, because I want to. So we can examine, or want there to be that meaning, we can examine whether or not this is, in fact, a rational approach. Can it be that uh, we we ought to definitively or can definitively say that life has no, quote-unquote, objective meaning, and, and that then uh, it, it can, however, in spite of that, derive uh, meaning from our desires and from our preferences. Let's think about it. So one thing uh, that to, to say is that, as it would appear, uh, uh, our feelings, uh, if we're a sane and sound person, our feelings come from our understanding of truth as opposed to our understanding of truth coming from our feelings. Meaning, for example, let's say that we eat a piece of candy and we're left with the candy wrapper. What we're going to do with that candy wrapper, again, if, if, big if, if we're sane, is going to be in light of our belief about the candy wrapper. And what is our belief, if we're sane about the wrapper, that it is a piece of plastic, a senseless uh, object. However, we would describe it on a smaller level. We can call it, say that it's composed out of molecules, out of atoms, whatever you want to say, but it's a senseless material object insofar as we don't need it and why would we need a candy wrapper maybe for some reason maybe there's a refund thing or whatever a prize you can play but if not we go and we toss it at the earliest opportunity and hopefully we do find a trash can because it's not nice to litter so we do that based on our understanding of truth and we don't feel any type of way about it now if all of a sudden we uh, we did we finished the candy and we had the wrapper and we said that um you know, we, we understood that it was a candy wrapper, but it, we said, but I have such a great affection for this wrapper. For whatever reason, I just have this really strong feeling of love for the candy wrapper. I just, it's so meaningful to me. Like, I think I'm going to go and I'm going to tuck it into to bed with me and I'm going to rate it a lullaby and I'm going to kiss it and I'm going to keep it for, for the rest of my life or until I break up with it. Uh, would that uh, m- make sense or no? And obviously we can all see no. That's called being nuts because there's no grounds for such a sentiment. There's not no truth that we can apprehend concerning the rapper that would lead to that kind of emotion. Excuse me, now... We could say, with that said, wait, what about pet rocks little kids have, right? What about favorite objects that acquire symbolic meaning? So we'd say, yeah, if there's a logical, if there's some kind of reason to, to value an object, then it makes sense that our emotions can can encompass it. For example, a lot of little kids love their stuffed uh, teddy bear or whatever other animal uh, that, uh, that, that there is that, that a kid has. Why? Is that, is, is that irrational? No. That's perfectly normal. Why? Because it's a, it's a symbolic, it's an object that symbolizes something that's comfortable and consequently emotions develop uh, uh, concerning the, uh, the, the stuffed animal. We can have obviously something extremely important to us such as a wedding band perhaps or a favorite 
a piece of jewelry, right? Even something like diamonds and gold. If we were to take out our human evaluations concerning the, these materials, can we say by looking under a microscope that there's something quote unquote objectively uh, valuable about gold or diamonds? No, the, the whole uh, concept that it comes from our meaning. Right? If uh, as uh, we find an asteroid or something with a, uh, an endless amount of gold or a tremendous amount or diamonds, and we say it crashes and now everybody, diamonds are as common as, um, excuse me, as common as uh, grass, then diamonds would no longer have value, right? At least after a little bit of time after everybody adjusted. Or for example, excuse me. Um, for example, pearls, right? What, what, what's the idea that something in an oyster is valuable, right? Because we give it value. It's so rare. It, uh, we have to go through so many oysters in order to find a single pearl. That, that gives it value. If all of a sudden, pearls were in every single oyster and, and we could go to the, to the store, buy some oysters, and there would be pearls, uh, uh, really nice pearls in them, well, then they would also lose value. So we see these are our concepts. We're not irrational for holding them. We don't need to say, oh, there's really nothing in it because there is these are constructions but we're saying here there's a reason these are long-standing cultural traditions these are rare substances they're symbolic if all of a sudden we see a spot on our wall and nothing occurred on that spot maybe somebody left us a note that we like in that spot but nothing occurred we just have a fixation on a random spot on the wall and then we think that spot i love this one spot right here, even if the house is destroyed, I'm going to keep this like that's that, that's that's what we'd call nuts because it's not in connection with anything at all that we can apprehend as as being sensible. So we say that ultimately there has to be a, a sane emotion comes from our understanding of truth. All right, we finish up, up work and where do we go? Where we think is our home. We don't just say, I feel like that person's home is my home. Right, like I'm gonna find, I'm driving by a place I like. It's a huge mansion. It looks really good. I feel today that it's my home. It's not really my home, but I feel like it is. Now I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna make it my home. That's also not acceptable, as we know, to anybody but ourselves in that situation. Right, so we go to where we believe is our home based on truth. Where did I? Where am I paying rent, or where did I? Pay, where am I paying mortgage, or what place under the bridge is mine? Where? What is the truth about my home? Right now, we have family members that we believe are family members. Somebody is or was my father, is or was my mother, is or was my brother, sister. If I have any, my children. Right? These are objective realities that are rooted in some kind of either biological and/or uh, uh, contract-based. Uh, 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 notion, meaning adoption and, and all of that, which is, of course, as much parents as, as anybody else, because parents, is a, it is a concept, it is a notion. It's not simply purely biological, but it's rooted in something, right? Now, if we're passing by a random person on the street and we say, I feel like you're my mom. I know you're not my mom. I know it's not true, but I really feel like it. I, my, my emotions are, are reaching out to you, right? The, 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 no, right? She's not her mom, and she's not going to take us unless she's just as nuts as we are, right? Why don't you adopt me? Uh, I'm already 50 years old, but let me... <laughs> no, right? Even though probably, Likely somebody's trying to do that, but no. We understand it has to, to be based off of truth, right? 
So we see somebody could say, but what about when we ascribe value to a person that was previously random to us and we begin to love that person, we fall in love and now that person is a special person to us. Meaning, prior, I met you, you were nobody to me. Maybe I knew you for five years, you were nobody to me. You were just a casual friend. Then I fell in love, I fell in love, right? And now you are the most important person in my life. Didn't? Isn't this a case where... Purely our emotions have made somebody important. So we would say that that definitely does occur. Would we call it insane? No, obviously not. Would we call it, uh, it, it, it beautiful? We would even say it's wonderful. But would we call that the highest human ideal and aspiration of a relationship? Let's think about it, right? We would say that uh, uh, love comes generally, right? What do we love? We love that which uh, uh, brings to mind, uh, uh, well, on a certain superficial level, at least, which brings to mind excellence. For example, we're an artist, we love great artwork, right? We're a figure skater, we love great figure skating performances. We're a sports fan, we like professional sports. We don't pay tickets to go see the JV game unless our kid is playing or something. We play, uh, we pay uh, to get tickets to see professionals play at a high level. So we love excellence. So we see here that normally, uh, first of all, comes an understanding of what's good, of, of uh, what's worthwhile, and then that emotion kicks in. So as it concerns other people, if we could step up to, to the plate a little bit as it concerns rationality, as it concerns working on ourselves, it would stand to reason that, first of all, we would try to find a person that we could really truly respect on a level of intellect, on a level of understanding, meaning this is an objectively decent person. This is not an abusive person. This is not a, a cruel person. This is not a psychopath, a sociopath, a narcissist, all those mean names. This is not a person like that. This is a person who has value, who has worth, who uh, is, uh, you know, kind as people say, whatever, right? The, 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 it's, a, it's a decent person. Now, let me see if I can... Uh, if they solicit enough emotion in me or if they could solicit enough emotion in me where the relationship could be taken to a higher level, right? But normally, uh, we're not, lights are not on too much and consequently, yes, just like in the animal kingdom, we see there's not exactly uh, a courtship based on intellect amongst the, you know, the lizards or, or the, the cows or, or the horses. It's a purely instinctual thing in us. Yes, when we don't have the lights on, it's an instinctual thing. Uh, and that is why all of a sudden a person wakes up. Whoops, I've been with a quote-unquote psychopath. This I've been with a person that, that has abused me, goodness forbid, uh, for, for many years. But I love them, right? So that's the issue. First of all, we fell. We tripped. We fell in love. And then we thought, okay, now let me try to justify this person. Is this a decent person? Does, is this person a serial killer, right? We see serial killers in prison very frequently receive so many letters from groupies. Right? So we would say that's an example. First of all came the love, then came the, the thinking, oh, it's not a big deal. The person's a serial killer. That was in the past. It's all that kind of stuff, right? So that's what we would say. It, it obviously does occur, but and we're not going to call it that insane. We're not going to call it even necessarily anything less than, than beautiful. Love's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. But we again, we wouldn't elevate that, that to the highest ideal and say that that is what, always what we're shooting for and that's in contradiction to everything else because we see everywhere everywhere else, first of all, we at least try to think a little bit rationally. Where should I work, right? You're offering me uh, no money 
and a very difficult job, and I have to travel two hours to get there. But I love it. I, and I hate what I'm doing, but I love it. No, like that's not going to occur. We're evaluating objectively. Is this to my advantage? Is this to my benefit? Now I begin to work by continually investing in the job, in my craft, in what I'm doing. The love may develop. Maybe it won't, but maybe it will. But first of all, I thought rationally. Right? So we would say it's the same thing. First of all, we think rationally. Who are my responsibilities in regard to, right? For example, my children, I'm responsible to them. I don't have to feel a feeling all the time, lovey-dovey, in order to treat my children the right way, to discipline them, to be consistent, and all of this. Now, I give to my children for a long time, almost certainly I'm going to love them, unless there's something that, that I have to work through. Myself, right? I, I find rationally a person that I want to share my life with, that I want to uh, overflow the boundaries, the confines of my narrow, selfish self in relation to, right? And then I enter into a relationship with the person. I give to them. I receive from them. And that love should develop. Every year, it should be more and more and more, right? We would say that that might be something to aspire to for future generations that get their act right. But for us, fine. That, that is what it is. We, we, we fall in, in it. It is what it is. But anyhow, going back to the original point, can it be that life has no meaning objectively, but that it has meaning uh, because we feel like it, applying the same logic, we would say no. That would be ridiculous. Why? Because if with our intellect we believe or, or believe ourselves to believe that life is, that we are, first of all, akin to the candy wrapper, for whatever that means, right? We're just a bunch of matter. We're just uh, material. And, and that there's nothing more to me and, and, to, and to you and to all of us than just the material. If that's what I really come to believe. Excuse me then it would be absolutely bizarre. It would be crazy for me to treat uh, anybody as I would uh, 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 treat uh, something that is not really entirely, at least, material, right? Again, I come to the conclusion that these uh, uh, the, the findings of uh, certain contemporary findings uh, based off of certain paradigms are the, the highest fact about the universe and about people and about everything else. Meaning these terms, whatever, electrons, Higgs boson particles, atoms, matter, right? the things that I see, I come to the conclusion this is all of reality. There's nothing higher and, and, and that transcends it. Nothing at all. That's all that there is for me to then say, but I still care about human rights and peace and love and justice is insane. It's at least as insane, if not much more insane, than about the candy wrapper or the spot on the wall, right? So what's the alternative? The alternative is to use our reason to try to find something objectively worthwhile as it concerns existence, as it concerns what we call life, right? And then, to by considering that, perhaps those emotions of love and meaning and purpose will arise. But they, they shouldn't arise then first, unless we want to, to be off the rocker. So that's the idea. So we can ask, is there, are there grounds for finding something with our reason uh, concerning which we could say that life has uh, a meaning, that life has a purpose or not? All right. So that's a very good question. And we would say that probably the whole notion of um, there being no meaning and no purpose to life hangs on uh, what we call matter, right? What we call matter, and and, and uh, why? Because if we can point to matter, we can say that the real foundation of uh, reality is, is matter. The real highest, uh, if not sole reality uh, is matter. Then 
that that then that for whatever reason some kind of subliminal unconscious reason that tells us that really that um uh, th- th- there's no no substance that to anything at all right so we have to break down what can we mean by matter right meaning stuff right like we, we can touch it we can our hand can't pass through it so we would say that um let's say that we squeeze uh let's say that we squeeze something for example we take a uh, you know piece of metal or uh, and we squeeze it, right? So the idea would be that as 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 we commonly think is that first of all it, there's uh, impenetrability, first of all there's hardness, and then we squeeze it and be, uh, and we apprehend that which was there prior. But is that really so? So let's take another example. Let's take and we can do it right now or later. Let's take a pencil. Let's squeeze it. Push it into our hand. Right, and we feel what we call pain, unless we have a great degree of insensitivity or a, a, a shot or whatever the case may be. Right, uh, we feel pain. Right, now we squeeze it a little bit less. We feel a little bit less pain. Right, so it, 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 actually go, going back to that point, we feel the pain. I right? feel the pain. Now we ask, is it concealable? Would anybody make the argument that what we then feel subsists as it concerns the tip of? The pencil, right? The the feeling pain is right there in the tip of the pencil. It has nothing to do with what I call myself, my mind, and uh, the fact that I'm awake and, and, and alert and all of that. It has to do strictly with the pencil. Nobody would say that because that's bizarre. How how can it be? The pain is my pain, right? Now again, we, we go back to that. We we uh, press it in a little bit less slightly, a little bit less slightly until it doesn't hurt at all. So we can ask: Has there been a qualitative shift? change uh, uh, as it concerns what there is in the, that tip of the pencil from when it hurt to, to, to after when it did not hurt. And we would say, what grounds do we have to say that? Why would there be, right? Just because the pressure now there's a fundamental change all of a sudden when the pain goes away, we would say, no, we, unless we can find a reason for that, say, no, it's the same thing. So if we said we very clearly understood that the first thing was contingent on us uh, and, and on our, um, again, uh, on our mind to so say, on us, basically. It's contingent on us. Wouldn't it stand a reason that the, uh, that the last sense of pressure was also contingent on us? So now we say, yeah, but it is of the impenetrability of the pencil, right? But that also might not be correct because we see that the sight is not the touch. We think, I see the hardness, but no. We see something other than that hardness, that impenetrability. We go to a modern art museum or we buy maybe even nowadays a hologram and we can see a perfectly realistic pencil. It looks totally solid and our hand passes right through. So that can bring the point home that what we see is other than the sense of touch. So we cannot refer to the sight to say that is really the matter right there. That's the impenetrability and now I'm touching it because I'm not touching it. All right. Again, I close my eyes, I'm still going to be touching it. So that's not what I'm touching. So we would then say that the soul um, datum that we have, or at least sense data that we have concerning the impenetrability and the touch sensations is uh, 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 our feelings. When we're, we're, we're grabbing the pencil, we're pressing it into us and so forth and so on. And there, hopefully, we demonstrated that we cannot comment as to uh, its impenetrability aside from its effect on on us, right? On our experience. Now we could say, but isn't it possible to to uh, uh, detect uh, with radar, with sonar, where m- objects are, and all of this? It would say it's absolutely possible to bring things into logical relations, bring certain parts of 
of experience, ontological relations with certain other parts of experience that have certain data and interpret it in light of our other experiences. Meaning, the data that we receive as it concerns, uh, uh, say, sonar or radar hitting the site of, say, a tree or the site of uh, a wall is that which we then interpret in light of the potentiality for sense sensations. So it also is not some kind of out, right? I can check with the camera. I can check with the sonar as, as to what is, there is in itself that has nothing to do with me. No, we interpret that data in light of our experience along with anything else. So that would be the idea. So anyhow, we would say that uh, it's not that, quote unquote, matter isn't real, whatever that's supposed to mean. Everything that's real is real, whatever we may mean by the term matter. And we can clearly conceive is precisely what it is. It's no problem at all, right? And uh, we certainly, there's certain things that our hand does not pass through. We absolutely understand that. We understand that we would be insane to not mind the the uh, something, an, an object that's going towards us unless we want it to hit us. And hopefully we don't, right? A baseball, we understand. We stand there. It hits us. It'll hurt. It'll, it'll whack us. Absolutely. So matter absolutely is real. No question about it, but what we would say is, is such reasoning indicates that we cannot use the notion of extension and impenetrability to support our entire concept of reality and our entire concept of existence. We would say that it is as much a matter of our experience, pun intended or not intended, as much a matter of our experience as anything else, as the pain, as when we, meaning that when we press the pencil, for example, as hard as we can, that's an experience of ours nobody denies. When we relax it a little bit, we would say that's also an experience of ours. When we try to squeeze it, our hand doesn't pass through, we would say it's also an experience of ours. So we wouldn't use an experience of ours to undermine our meaning and our significance. Uh, that That's not a a very sensible thing to do. So consequently, we would say if we take away that, that crutch of, uh, of matter, of extension, uh, which is the sole crutch of a, of a kind of worldview that can snatch away uh, meaning and purpose to life, if we take that away, we say that we have to contend with the content of experience seriously. We have to contend with the phenomenon of our life seriously and to then uh, deny that that has a quote-unquote objective point and purpose we we cannot do logically speaking why because to deny something we have to deny something it has to be a a, a conceivable notion to so say a a particular idea to use that term that we are denying and the reason that might not be clear is might might be because of matter because we think the fundamental reality concerns extension concerns matter so i can say there's no such thing as let's say a um a, a, a unicorn right there's no such thing as a unicorn i've just denied its existence why because i'm thinking that the extension matter is the the, the underlying the soul the actual reality and, and uh, i see there's no unicorn there but we would say no if we deny that there's a unicorn we're conceiving of a given picture in our mind termed unicorn Right? And then we're perceiving other things different than it. And insofar as, as matter is not the, uh, anything outside of our experience, we wouldn't put it on a different footing of knowledge than the conception in our mind. So we cannot simply say there's no such thing as X and then for, and for we, there's nothing even to deny because to say then, then X would not be, it would be. So there's nothing to deny. We'd simply say anything that is conceivable 
is conceivable. It is not at all undermined by the notion of extension and impenetrability, uh, aka what we call matter and objects. Consequently, whatever meaning and purpose objectively there is to life, there in fact is. It's not undermined and not to repeat too many times by anything else. And, uh, and, and we would say that. So there absolutely is. But in short, we, we would say we absolutely have grounds to suppose that there is objective meaning and purpose to life. Now, if we can understand that, and it's not like a click understand, although it might be, but then we have to really make it click and, and, and de- understand in a deeper and deeper way, then our emotions rationally can come into the picture. Just like we understand rationally, this is a good piece of art. Now I begin to love it. Not first of all, oh, this this random splatter, this random leaf, right? Or uh, all the other examples that we gave. This part of the this. Uh, um, part of my wall, I just began to love it. No, first of all, we say uh, something is, uh, there's some uh, uh, grounds for uh, the, the reality uh, of uh, the worth of something, a pearl, a jewel, a diamond, then our emotions can come into the picture. So we would say that's the idea here. Uh, we can try to understand as, as per our capacities and abilities, uh, any potential for life to have objective uh, actual uh, meaning and purpose, and then our emotions can and should, and it stands to follow generally will uh, come about in relation to our understanding so we can think about it. Thank you for listening.